What's up, fam? Welcome to Love Alive Church, the podcast, where we exist to help you find family, discover purpose, and change the world. Thank you for tuning in to this week's message. I hope that it's a blessing to you and your family. Let's go. I'm not going to be up before you long because when I finished this, the Lord told me specifically to bring us back into a place of worship. When we end, I believe the altar is going to be flooded with people uh, to come and to worship, and we're going to create a space. Um, this week, God is going to do something fantastic uh, in our church, and uh, the Lord is taking us, I believe, on another shift. The Lord brought us through a shift last year, uh, I think between the months of August to November or something like that. Uh, and I sense that the Lord is about to do something again. Uh, and if you remember, a lot of what God laid the ground um, for last year is a lot of what we're seeing, right, the manifestation of now. And so I'm preparing you for what God is going to do so that you don't miss what he's going to do in this week. I would be very sensitive this week to make sure that you are here and participating in what God is doing. All right. So Monday through Thursday, we'll be here at seven o'clock from seven to eight. So an hour of power will be here in worship and prayer in preparation for Friday, which is going to be the wave. Amen. Uh, We are excited about that. Apostle Matthew Stevenson will be with us. Um, But I believe that this will be a week that God will supercharge us spiritually. uh, And what God will do to propel us from there is going to be something that we will never forget. Amen. And I'm challenging you because a lot of times God is doing right and we are not moving with god or we are spectating instead of jumping in amen and when when we've been in a series called rivers you know when you are when you decide to get in a river you have to be prepared for it right if you're gonna get in a river you got to make preparation whether or not you're going to be in a boat in a river right or you know how to swim one thing about a river you don't just get in a river without any preparation amen And spiritually, as God is doing something, it takes a lot of preparation to jump into the river in which God is trying to take us into. Now, I want to title this message today, A Wave is Coming. Amen? Glory to God. Now, if you missed last week, and I know a lot of you had to because whatever Barry was, amen, was trying to do something, and he didn't get to do a lot over Baton Rouge. Amen? Because we were praying. Amen? Yeah, come on. Let's give God the victory for that. Barry ain't get to do much in Baton Rouge. You know, they couldn't even explain what was going on with Barry. We think, um, so, yeah. Anybody else was watching the news? So what we think is, um, maybe the dry air. It's like, yeah, and do you see how it's happening? And uh, when it tries to come, it's like dissipates over Baton Rouge. Yeah, we know what's happening. We got a barricade of angels all around our city. Amen. <laughs> If the proud warriors ain't unite over nothing else, we all say, I'm Barry. <laughs> Not up in here, okay? They start saying the flooding might be worse than 2016. Everybody say, ah, no, 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 no. You're going to have to do something else, Barry, you know? And I kept on praying. I said, Lord, let Barry dissipate, okay? But I said, but if he can't dissipate, he just can't come to Baton Rouge. The other city's going to be responsible for their own prayer. Amen. <laughs> Get your prayer life up, amen. <laughs> Lord have mercy. You know, and so I, I, you know, it was funny. My wife talked about it last week. If you missed the message, you need to really hear it. Like, go to the podcast. That girl preached in here last week, all right? Is she a powerhouse, amen? 
with her little bitty self. Every time she got on this mic, all kind of fire. Amen. Just powerful. Uh, but she joked a little bit last week because uh, when everything was happening with Barry, some people were like, can Love Alive Church stop praying for water and rivers and waves? Amen. <laughs> we ain't want that kind of water. Amen. But the Lord spoke to me, and, and the Lord actually redirected what today's message was going to be. I thought I was going to preach something uh, differently earlier in the week. And Thursday night was the first uh, evening that I really got to sit and prepare for today. And the Lord was very specific with me uh, concerning this message. He said, I want you to speak prophetically and to, to declare to the church that a wave is coming. Because sometimes we hear words and they just go over our head, right? Or sometimes we think that it was just a cool little title that the church came up with. Ooh, it'll be cool. We're going to do this tonight. We're going to call it The Wave. Or we're going to do this cool series called Rivers. No, we are plugged in to prophetically to what God wants to say. And as a matter of fact, we didn't even want to be preaching this series this month. Amen. We were trying to preach the same series that we have tried to preach 1,757 times. Amen. It wasn't that many times, but it does feel like it's been a lot. And every time we try to preach that series, it gets blocked. Amen. And I was getting excited about it. And I guess God said, no, he said, take the church on this journey. And the Lord began to speak to me Thursday. He said, I want you to speak and declare prophetically that a wave is coming. All right. And he took me to these two scriptures in 1 Kings, the 18th chapter and verse 41. And this has been our anchor verse throughout this. It says, and Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of the what? Rushing of rain. Let me say it again. And Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of the what? Rushing of rain. And then the Lord took me to Acts, the second chapter, verses one through four. It says, uh, on the day of Pentecost. All the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Now, if we read Acts, the second chapter, in the good old King James Version, amen, because sometimes you got to go to KJV, amen. I know sometimes KJV go over some of y'all head, amen. And you don't have no commentaries, have nothing to study the word. So, you know, you stick with the message. And I love the New Living Translation, great. But sometimes only the King James Version says it the way it needs to be said, right? In fact, what it begins to say, because it also uses the word rushing, right? Just as the first scripture in, in, in 1 Kings 18 and 41, go up and drink for there's a sound of the rushing of rain. If you read the King James Version in verse 2 of Acts, the second chapter, it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. A rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And so what, it's, what this says to me is that there is something important about the word rushing. And that when God begins to move in a powerful way, and most importantly, when God is ready to shift something, it comes like a rushing. See, before the rain came, there had been a drought, a drought that had been declared by the prophet, Right? And it didn't matter whether or not the people saw what the prophet saw. The prophet said, ain't no rain coming till I say it's coming. Right? And so here he comes and he says, oh, no, I, I'm ready now. I guess y'all done had, y'all done gone long enough with no rain. 
You know, I don't know if he was being petty. I think Elijah is very petty, okay? When I read the scripture, especially when he went up against the prophets of Baal, it really resonates with my spirit, amen? I love how he just allowed the petty to be a part of his ministry, amen? Because I feel called both into the spirit of spiritual things, but I feel like God has mixed that in with the petty, amen? And I'm never going to release all of it. I'm just going to use what God gave me, amen? I could be petty in the spirit, amen? Some of y'all, y'all like, yeah, pastor, I flow in that anointing too, amen. <laughs> From the top down, it flows, right? And so here he comes and he says, you know what? You know, I know it's been this long drought. I know we've gone without the water, but it's time. I'm going to go and pray, right? And he goes and he prays and he comes to Ahab and he says, look, go out, eat and drink, for there is a sound of a rushing of rain. Here God is about to do something. It's about to be a rushing, right? And then the same thing in Acts when the Holy Spirit is ready to come upon the people. Now Jesus had prophesied, the prophet had said, look, when I go, I'm sending, I'm sending the Holy Spirit back to you, right? He already gave them a word, but here is the opportunity now that the fulfillment of what was spoken is now to come and it's coming what? Rushing. Rushing. Now, I like to look at the word rushing because sometimes we need to understand what things mean. Rushing is defined as moving with urgent haste. Moving with urgent haste, right? Moving. Now, there is nothing more frustrating than for you to be in a rush and somebody else to not be moving with urgent haste. Where are my parents in the room? Amen. We in a hurry. We got somewhere to get to. And the kids just walking around. I'm a, I can't find my one shoe. We in a hurry. You about to be walking out of here bathroom today. We trying to get somewhere. I'm not going to mess with the marriages today. I'm going to leave you all alone. I'm going to leave y'all alone today. So when you are rushing, then it means to move with urgent haste. There is an urgency. When God begins to rush something here, then God say, I have something that I need to shift and it is urgent. There is something that the Lord is doing in this church right now. That he said, I have to be urgent in the shift that I'm bringing. Now, I think about what God did last year. If the Lord wasn't urgent in shifting us last year, we would not have had the maturity to sustain what we're in now. But if God is not also urgent about the shift that he's doing in us now, we will not have the maturity to sustain what's next. So you have to begin to move with God. Now, there is a good rushing and a bad rushing. Sometimes we rush things and they don't turn out the way that they should. That's when yourself is in the way, right? Or you want that quick fix. I don't care what you fix in the microwave. It don't taste like the stove. And I know I'm going to step on some toes now. But that electric stove can't do what the gas stove can do. My Lord. Come on, come on. 
some things take a little time to get it right. And so we have to be careful because in our flesh, there are times that we will desire to move on a trajectory quicker than God. So never be in a rush to get somewhere that God is not in. But it is bad for God to be rushing you somewhere and you to be the child that's still looking for the shoe. Where God is moving and he said, get over here, move, go, go. And you're still like, I ain't found my, I'm trying to bring my book with me. I feel like Jesus, you know how he, how he rebuked the disciples when they, when they couldn't get the, the, the poor little child delivered. And Jesus said, how long am I going to tolerate you? I'm trying to grow you up. You done been around me all this time and you still ain't got no power. It's you, not me. Some of you, God is trying to mature you in this season. He's trying to move you, and you need to get in a hurry in the things that he's calling you into. If God is saying, pray more, what are you waiting on? And if he's saying, get in your word more, what are you waiting on? Get in a hurry. Now, God doesn't waste time, and a decision by God to move with urgent haste can only mean that he desires to do something immediately that will radically alter a moment, situation, circumstance, or whatever he has deemed is important to interrupt. Because you got to think, when the Lord, when he came with the, when he said, I hear the sound of the, the rushing of rain, he was interrupting a drought. When he said the Holy Spirit came in like a mighty rushing wind, he was interrupting a powerless position. And so he said, look, I'm going to come. I'm going to rush in. And when I'm doing this, I'm doing this for a reason because I'm ready to interrupt something. I want to break something up because I want to do something more and different. And let me tell you something. What's different to you is not different to God. When it's different to you, God is just trying to catch you up to where he's already been. Because he is the same, what, yesterday, today, and forever. God ain't changing. He's just always trying to get us closer to the way he already is. We were just talking a little while ago about there is no move of God that truly is new, right? It's just what God is using you to do in the now. Every move of God, you can go back through history and see that God raises somebody up in every generation, in every place, in order to do a move. It's not new. He's just looking for the now. So he might, there may be something different about the packaging, but the foundation has not changed. It still takes the Holy Spirit for every move of God. It still takes a prayer life for every move of God. You will not have God moving without prayer. Which is why we're going to be here every day this week praying. Because we are expecting God to do something. And we're preparing our spirit man to receive what he wants to deposit. For some of you, over the next four days, Monday through Thursday, you got a lot to empty out. He can't even hardly get nothing in you. You're all full of foolishness. Amen. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor. Now that's you right there. Some of y'all scared of y'all neighbor. You're like, pastor, you ain't seen my neighbor. I ain't saying that to I don't know them like that. Now, 
I was looking at these scriptures and I was like, okay, there's also something significant about the two scriptures and the Old and the New Testament. So the rushing of rain, right? I hear the sound of the rushing of rain, but then also when it says, and it came in like a rushing mighty wind. And there is something that is significant about water and wind pairing up. Ooh. Something about water and wind pairing up. See, when wind hits water, something powerful happens. Waves are created when energy, which is usually developed by wind, hits the water. Ooh, a wave is coming. A wave is coming. A wave is coming. And so when I think about these two things, you know, the wind that came on the Holy Spirit, I mean, on the day of Pentecost represents the power of the Holy Spirit at work. The water we've already learned, water in the word of God, water represents the Holy Spirit. But the wind that came represents the power of the Holy Spirit at work. A river represents a flow. Y'all about to follow me somewhere right now. There is something powerful that happens when power begins to hit a stride that allows it to flow. Wind, water, power, the power of the Holy Spirit, we're about to put it into a river, a flow, so it can produce perpetually. Some of you ought to be tired of the start and stop anointing flowing in your life. Where God has the power to do something periodically, but not perpetually. See, there is a perpetual anointing that can flow in your life when you are consistently connected to the source of that power. The periodic anointing that you have is because you are starting and stopping, connecting and disconnecting. Still looking for your shoe in the closet when God has already rushed on out of there. We're about to be in the midst of the power of God hitting a flow and surging in our church like rushing waves. When I say a wave is coming, this is not something just to sound cute. This is something to announce how God is about to move in this next season. There are things that I read about in the word of God that I don't want them to just be a fictitious story in my mind. I want them to be a revelation that propels me into the reality of now. Miracle signs and wonders should not be something that's only represented in history. We should have the power as a believer to stand with authority and cause things to change. Hmm. Now understand this, people will see the power and may not fully understand it. Especially when they take on the position to spectate and not participate. When a move of God is going on, there are always people around to challenge what God is doing. That is not new. That is not new. Even on the, 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 the day of Pentecost. So I didn't have this in my, uh, in my notes, but I can go to it really quick. Let's see, because I had it already up in my Bible lab. <laughs> so it says all this thing, you know, it talks about how they begin to speak as the, the Spirit gave them utterance, right? And then in verse 7 of Acts, the second chapter, look at this now. All that God is doing, right? They, they say this in verse 7. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed, these people are all from Galilee. And yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, whatever they are. It's a bunch of them. Mesopotamia, Judea. Y'all don't know how to say them either, and I'm not. Amen. In verse 11, it says, and we hear all these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. So here are people acknowledging, this is crazy. 
Like, look at how God is moving. This is so powerful. This is undeniable. Right? Verse 13, but others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk, that's all. In this season, don't find yourself spectating and being in opposition to what God has moved. Don't be the current moving against the wave, but flow with it. There will always be people who miss out on the impartation of a powerful move of God because they cannot get past their own mindset. It's in the Bible. How do you have one group of people saying, this is amazing. Oh, my God. And others saying, they just drunk. That ain't nothing. Don't miss out on the move. I had to just stop and go there. Amen. It says this, because Peter clarified. I love Peter with his bold self. Amen. Do I have any Peters in the room? I love Peter because he was just as ratchet. Amen. Peter said, you mess with my Jesus? Mm-hmm. You thought you was going to get away with it? Mm-mm. Let me get that ear up out you right now. <laughs> At least he ain't pulling Mike Tyson. He cut it off. He ain't trying to bite it off. Amen. But Peter was bold, right? It says, and Peter, then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. He said, now maybe later on you might have been able to say that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above, above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn black blood red before the great and glorious day of the Lord arrives, but everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be what? I believe this is the word of the Lord for the next season of our church. Miracles, signs, and wonders are coming as a result of a commitment and yielding to the Holy Spirit. And it will not just be because of my personal prayer life. It will take a people of God who are committed together. As God is moving us, right? We want to be plugged in. We want to be like the disciples that received that fresh wind and used it to propel them into their ministries. We don't want to be like the children of Israel that got freedom and then went back into some crazy mindsets. The rushing, the urgent haste is coming. And the wind of the Holy Spirit is about to meet, I mean, the, the wind is about to meet the water of the Holy Spirit. The power is about to meet the flow, and it's going to be perpetual. Don't let God rush by you in this season. Let him rush in you. Ooh, somebody need to catch that. Ooh. Don't let God rush by you in this season. Let him rush in you. There's a song that says, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. I don't want to be left behind, God, if you're moving somewhere new. 
What God is about to do is coming suddenly. There is not a lot of time to waste, wait or waste. You must be in position to both receive and carry. So God wants to pour it in you so that you can carry it and do something with it. When God gives you his Holy Spirit in this season and the power of God manifests in your life, you must carry this anointing and fulfill the purpose of God. He's not just pouring himself in you to be a container. He's pouring himself in you to carry it somewhere. When you are carrying something, you're moving it from one place to the next and from one place to the next. And I want to continue to be filled and pour, be filled and pour, be filled and pour so that the perpetual power of God can be a part of my life. Carry this anointing to your family, to your neighborhood, to your job and your community. Let it be a fire that spreads and never stops. You all can come. One of the most vital components of this next season, though, is how much you're willing to die to self. God cannot use you if you are in the way. 1 Corinthians 15, 31, it says, For I swear, dear brothers and sisters, that I face death daily. Ooh, God began to speak to me about that. For some of you, you're going to need to let your old mindset die. Even your old mindset of what God did in your life in the last season. He wants to do something new. Let that mindset die. Let your pride die. Let your ego die. God cannot use somebody who's standing in the way with their own selves and their own will and their own thoughts and their own plans. He can only use somebody who says, God, I am surrendered to you. Whatever you want to do. I know I had a plan. I know I had a process figured out. But God, I understand that you're coming like a rushing mighty wind, God. I understand that you have, you have an urgent haste in this season and I want to follow you. Let your will die. Let your selfish motivations and your ambitions die. Let false humility die. Let hypocrisy die. Let your mishandling of people die. Some of you have been misrepresenting God because you lift your hands and then you handle people any kind of way. You need to stop. Even something that simple is a developmental moment. My wife can tell you I'm very careful in my handling of people. No matter what authority I've been given, I've been in a position where I've been a top leader everywhere I go. I never allow that to give me permission to handle people any kind of way. As a matter of fact, I take that as a responsibility to be more careful with what I do. Because I understand the impact of how I move. And there are times that I'm in the restaurant and people act crazy with me and the ratchet row wants to come up. And I got to put them down. There are times I'm dealing with you all. Who, if you saw as mad as I get with some of y'all. But I process emotion and say, but God helped me to handle them right. They are your child. They are your chosen. I do not have permission to harm them. Teach me. There is a death that's about to happen in this room today. You're about to die to some things so that you can get ready for what God wants to do next. There are some areas that God wants you to surrender. Let your religiosity die. Your mindset of this the way grandma and them did it. Yielding to God in this season will be a daily process of dying to self. Have you ever noticed that sometimes you felt like you got over something and then one week later you're back with your same foolishness? 
You have to put yourself in the daily process of dying. That's one of the reasons why. See, the Bible tells us, just like it says, I face death daily in the model prayer. It says, give us this day our daily bread. So one thing I have to do is die to myself and eat the fresh bread. Die to myself, eat the fresh bread. Ronaldo, lay down. God, what you want me to do? Ronaldo, lay down. God, what you want me to do? Die to yourself and submit to God. I want you to stand to your feet in this place.